This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Uh, hey, how about Hollywood Brown? And um, he makes his return. Uh, and we haven't really seen, you know, that split between Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, again, DeAndre Hopkins had that amazing catch and run. But uh, four catches overall for 87 yards and a touchdown. And meanwhile, Hollywood Brown, six catches on eight targets for 46. So kind of interesting because Hollywood Brown was targeted more than New Hopkins. What was your takeaway, I guess, in Arizona? Yeah, you know how I just said that uh, I don't buy the old Travis Etienne. We could have just put him back out there, uh, you know, whatever. Because teams lie about injuries all the time, right? right. The, the Cardinals said, oh, Marquise Brown. He's back, but he will be limited. Yeah. He ran a route on 100% of the dropbacks. I know. I, know. <laughs> I didn't buy it. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. He was not limited at all. Snap count. Like, get out of here. Snap dude. count. What the hell? Come Shut on, up. Dude. Runs more routes than DeAndre Hopkins. It's you crazy. know, I mean, come on. So I think what's really interesting about this, and I don't often have nice things. Well, let me ask you this, James. Yeah. I don't often have nice things to say about the Cardinals offense, but I think oh, we've talked about it on this show. Yeah, yeah, right. We, we've we've talked about this on this show. I've talked about it on other shows that sometimes the best moments for the Cardinals offense is, all right, Kyler, you know, scramble around back there, do whatever, make some stuff happen. Do you think that is more of a playbook issue, like the real plays aren't very good, or it's a Kyler Murray not playing Ooh. inside a structure issue? Like, what do you, what do you think? <clears throat> and we just got done talking about Russell Wilson. Right. Yeah. Where, and both things can be true. That, I do want to. Yeah. Say, I just said like both things can be true. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I think to your point, too, though, the reason um, Russ got off the hook in Seattle all the time was because we just assumed that boomer ass Pete Carroll was not putting together good plays. Right. Yeah. Like that was the assumption. And I think the assumption right now and, and and I love that you're bringing this up because I think this challenges my concepts of it as well. That Cliff Kingsbury brings in this real vanilla, boring ass, you know, offense that di- that dude. It didn't even work in college, okay? Right. Like your air the horizontal thing, raid. They're always yeah, the, guys, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It didn't work. It didn't work in college, right? So we're thinking, okay, this guy fails forward and is now an NFL head coach. We're just assuming, hey, it, his playbook's probably bad. It doesn't work, right? Um, but that being said, there's all these reports now and all these rumors. Okay, is Kyler even studying the playbook? Does he study game tape? Does he do all these things? Does he get his, you know, mentally is, is he prepared uh, for game day on Sunday? So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, boy, kind yeah. of sort of challenging my thought on it all because I just, again, assume <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury's uh, playbook's not very good. But maybe that's not the case. 
Yeah, and I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about it either, because I and I think I think this one can certainly be a both things be true. Both things can yeah. be true, right? Because I'm I'm not like the biggest Kyler Murray fan. I'm not like the biggest like oh he play. I just don't think he's taken that step to being like a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like you usually have to give money to those dudes, whatever. But I don't think he's like. I don't think he's taken a step this year. I think he's actually kind of regressed a little bit this year, especially from, oh, in terms of... I don't of, think there's a question in that. The, the, no question. I think he's taken a step back. Uh, a microcosm of a step. You know, like a little little step back. Not like a huge step back, but like I don't think he's definitely not the same as last year. And for sure, for sure, for sure, he has not taken a step forward. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I want to see a quarterback go like year one to year two, get better. Year two to year three, get better. Year three to year four, like now you're a dude. And like I don't think Murray is like there quite yet. Um, so and that's why you, you know, pay. That's why you pay, right? Is because you're right. anticipating that in year five, six, seven. Now we're starting to enter into that. Okay, you've really taken step forwards each and every year, and now you're special, right? So it's it's disheartening and disappointing when you give a guy like Kyler Murray who has all the um, who has all the arm talent in the world to make any throw he wants. And then obviously he's like the freaking roadrunner out there outside the pocket. Uh, creative is all get out, man. Like you're anticipating him to grow into that contract. And uh, I don't think he's done that, Matt. I don't think, I don't think so either. And it's, I think the natural temptation for, most people in the media, most folks on Twitter, whatever, is to is to put most of the blame at Cliff Kingsbury feet. Not, and I'm not really not trying to come out here and be like, I'm a Cliff Kingsbury guy, okay? You know, so I'm, yeah. I'm not. But I'm just like, I'm at least wanting to unpack yeah. the thought, like, and, and at least challenge that assumption because, I mean, there's so much. Like, you talk about, like, the, all these rumors, this and the other. Just watch a Cardinals game. Kyler Murray's got terrible body language. He's always yelling at, you know, he's always up in Cliff Flake's grill and, you know, he's, he said, like, we got schemed the F up, uh, you know, um, against the Chargers on the fourth down call. Like, he clearly doesn't like it. So, I don't know. I mean, there's something going on there. But all that to be in, all that being said, so I don't normally say nice things about the Cardinals offense, but I will, for the, for their usage of Marquise Brown this year, I think they've done a really, really good job. Um, you know, my complaint with the Ravens was, I think that Marquise Brown, you know, look, he's got a lot of speed. So, I think the temptation is usually, and the temptation was for Baltimore, like, Let's get him ripping down the field. But like yeah. Lamar's not a very good deep passer. No. And um Marquise Brown's tiny. Like he's not gonna be a good, <laughs> he's not gonna be a good deep receiver in the or like a great dominant deep receiver in the NFL. Well, he's not you gonna know, you know, but but this is what happened though. Remember, remember on that MVP season for Lamar, the, the first six or eight games or whatever, like and Marquise Brown just when he first stepped on the field. Like literally, I think like the first pass you ever saw was a touchdown. You dolphins, yeah, yeah. The big the big post route there. It's yeah. a, it's a house it. Yeah. No, and I look, he's he was he's been open on a lot of those plays throughout. It's just right. like Lamar Jackson's but, not gonna But I think to your point though, it's a little bit like fool's gold, right? Like yeah, okay, sure. yeah, he can do it, but should that be the staple of what he does? And and I think and again to what you're saying is like yeah, probably not like that. That no. should be something that you unlock every now and again. But should that be like the meat and potatoes of what he does? Probably not. Right. If you're going to feed him eight to ten targets a game, which the the Cardinals have done, 
you're going to want to get him on some underneath stuff. And I think they've done a great job of that without throughout the year with Marquise Brown. I thought it was really interesting to see, um, you know, Marquise Brown is almost a 60% slot player in this game with, in his first game with DeAndre Hopkins. Now, obviously they're missing Rondale Moore. They're even yeah. missing Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe when those dudes, one or both of those dudes get back, you know, Marquise Brown kicks to the right side and, and Hopkins stays. Cause that's another thing. It's very irritating about cliff. I know this is definitely a cliff thing is like always the tether to the one side of the field. Like, can we get like, Oh, Hopkins is a little bit, Hopkins a little bit, right. You know, Marquise Brown a little bit left and then they go back and forth. Could we get that? I don't know, but um, you know, (laughs) probably a little bit too much to ask, but yeah, no, like I think having him as a slot guy, I think you can get a lot of really good looks there for Marquise Brown uh, as a slot receiver, a speed vertical slot receiver. But I don't know if that was just a one week injury thing or, yeah. you know, it's that's, a, that's I, where I they promise see you it's a one week injury thing because <laughs> do, do you yeah, remember yeah. when Nuke first came back from his suspension? Right. He actually yeah, yeah. he played what, like 40 percent or 45 percent in the slot, which was like like mind blowing that that cliff yeah. could actually do that. And then what happened the, the week after everyone got healthy and of course like, okay, here goes nuke right on, on one side right. of the football field. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're probably right about that. And obviously like you can't play Rondell more on the, on the perimeter. Like you, you just the talk about too small. You can't play him out there. So yeah, I think, I think their best set is, is that is, is a three wide receiver set with Hopkins Brown and more and, and obviously more being the slot receiver there, you know, when they get everybody back, but I mean, it's always weird. The Cardinals, as much as we've talked about teams, like the chargers, they can't like get all their dudes on the field and obviously play right. the Chargers the past week. Like, damn, the Cardinals have just like not had all their dudes on the, on the field at the same time. Um, even when they get Marquise Brown back, like Rondo Moore is not, not out there. Zach Ertz is lost for the season. So it's tough to put together a consistent offense that way, but I don't know. I just, I do think what they've done with Marquise Brown over the course of the year is really good, is really interesting. And I would like to see them get him some reps out of the slot because I think he can be like, if if you're going to get him going deep, like talk about post routes for zone coverage, which in reception perception, we know he's a good zone beater. Getting them those routes in in the slot would be better than the outside. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you know what cliff kingsbury's offense is dude it's 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 madden you know it's it very, is a little bit yeah it's very static 
you know, like you don't change a lot of the looks and um, it's just like you, the reason I call it Madden is because yeah, you can have motion in Madden and everything, but for the most part, everything's pretty static, right? Like the defenses yeah. also don't really move a lot. Whereas in real life, that's not the case. You know, That's not I mean? how it works. Yeah, for sure. Right. That's not how it works. So I don't know, like how much would Cliff's offense like benefit from just like simple, like jet motion type stuff, you know, like they don't use a lot of that. Like, I don't know. I, it's so static. And I think that's why, you know, I'm so down on Cliff Kingsbury's offense, just because again, it didn't work in college. It's super stacked. Like defenses can lock in. They know, they know coming into the week exactly what you're going to do. You know, you yeah. talk about guy like in Tampa Bay, like, you know, play designs where like, Oh, the, the, the pass catcher just has to be a better player. And like, you just got to be a dude and like, just go get that ball. And it's like, man, that is Cliff Kingsbury's offense, right? Like, and that's why it's so horizontal because like, that's what, that's the best way to get the ball into their playmakers hands is just, I'm just going to throw you a bubble screen and like, let's just try to make something happen here. You know? Yeah. And theoretically they have a good roster of players. It just, yeah. just never really comes together. And a lot of it obviously has to do with injuries, but yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think Marquise Brown's a, a, an underrated player and I think they've done a good job with him this year, but overall their offense is not very good. So I don't want to get too well. excited about it. <laughs> All right, should we get excited about this uh, Bengals offense, though, man? Like, T. Higgins, the last two games, has been uh, on fire. Now, the matchups have been great. The matchups have been great. The secondaries that, that he's seen over the last couple of weeks have not been ideal. But Chase sounds like he's very close to coming back. Obviously, they were, like, trying to tease people about, oh, he might be back this week. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, probably not. He's got a pretty, you know, I don't want to say severe, but, like, a hip problem in, the, in, like, the labrum of your hip. That doesn't sound too good, you know. Uh, but it does sound like he's really, really close. And, man, this offense really could take off uh, once Chase comes back. Yeah, um, you know, the – First two games without Jamar Chase, the Browns game and then the Panthers game, you know, T Higgins had, you know, 49 yards and a touchdown against the Browns. A lot of that kind of came late in comeback mode, then 60 right. yards against the Panthers. Be like, oh, I thought he was supposed to go crazy when Jamar Chase was out. And then the last two games have been awesome, obviously, for T Higgins. Right. So I think I think T Higgins has certified himself as like at worst a 1B receiver. Like, I think he is a 1B. I think Jamar Chase is a 1A. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, I think has kind of like been not exposed. I don't want to say, but I think it's been made clear that like, he's a, he should be a three. I think he's a little miscast if he has to be the two. So, but also at the same time, I say, cause like this guy, who dude, who the hell is Trent Irwin? Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've just pretty not, much not had Hayden him. Like, Hurst. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like the white guy with long hair. That's not Hayden yeah. Hurst. Like right. you're playing Hayden Hurst. Like, oh, I thought that was going to be Trent, uh, Trent Irwin. What the hell? Um, yeah, no, I think that like, I, I think they've gotten this guy some burn because they still have good plays for that, you know, secondary outside player. And like Tyler Boyd's just not going to ever be like a big time outside receiver. All that said, like, and we talked about Byron Leftwich and like them, not like the, the Bengals last year had very similar plays to the bucks. It's like, our guys are better than your guys, right? Like their whole offense was based on, we've got two alpha receivers on the outside. We've got a really good slot guy. Like, come and try to stop us. And we got a quarterback who can pin pin the ball deep, is can fling the ball deep on those go routes. He's got great timing there. He's got great anticipation. Boom, we're going to come beat you up. And this this to start this year, it took a little bit of time. We've talked about it on the show a lot about the Bengals offense, but you know, yeah. Joe Burrow's throwing more passes to running backs this year than ever. We mentioned Hayden Hurst, mm -hmm. like he's been pretty involved. And I think they've done a lot of good things to get 
to develop a counter punch. Like they still have these, you know, dudes like T Higgins can go out there and be a dude against the Steelers and against the Titans. But, you know, Samaj Pirine making big time plays on like designed running back looks like Travion Williams, even making big plays yeah. like in the, as a designed guy in the, in the passing game. Like, I think they've just the Bengals look like a team right now that's figured it out offensively and and look really dangerous. You know, in the AFC, I mean, obviously it's going to be a, a dogfight to to get anywhere in the AFC playoff picture. But like they can totally win the AFC North with the way Baltimore looks right now, and then they can you know potentially host a playoff game and 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 just roll a little bit. Man, I could see them going on a nice little run there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just like last year. No, I mean we've seen it before. You know, like good lord. Uh, no I think they're a better. Don't you think they're a better team right now than the team that went to the Super Bowl last year? Like I think they are. Uh, the reason they are, Matt, is because their offensive line is starting to gel. Um, True. And, and I think their O line play has come up considerably. Um, and consider too the team that they're playing, the Tennessee Titans. They've done such a great job. Um, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. But like you know, you talk about like the development of like the linebacker play. Uh, Tennessee always has great linebackers, you know what I mean? And they're always able to, to, to stress out, um, offensive lines with, um, with exotic looks and, and just, I think they've done a great job with that in Tennessee. And that is why they're able to get away with what they are able to get away with in the secondary. By the way, the secondary is really bad. I know it's banged up, uh, but neither here nor there. Usually they're able to put some pretty decent pressure on you. Um, and, and against an O-line that had a lot of question marks, I don't think they were really able to do that this week. And I do think that Cincinnati's O-line is really starting to come together, man. O-line's coming together. I think the defense is Lou Onorumo, Lou Onorumo their defensive coordinator, does some really fun stuff there. Um, and, you know, like they've obviously suffered injuries in the secondary, but I, I mean, I get it. It's like the Titans, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, but even some of these other teams they've played recently, you know, Pittsburgh, I thought they'd take more advantage of that. They got some big plays uh, against yeah. the Bengals, but still, like, I think for the most part, the Bengals have had, you know, better success in the secondary than you than you might have thought uh, with those injuries. Because I think they're better. Yeah. They're really well coached there on defense. I thought once Chidi Awuzie went down, I thought their secondary was going to go into the dump, but they yeah. basically played kind of sort of the same. I, I think they've been playing really, really well. Um, and those first couple of weeks after Chidi Awuzie went down, I, I wanted to discount their, their secondary and, and I was flat out wrong. I, I think they've been playing really well. They've been playing above their heads for sure in the secondary. Um, and again, that I just go back to that O-line though, man. That O-line looks so much better. Golly, they look so much better here in week number 12 or yeah, week 12 versus, you know, week one where they were just getting exposed, right? So like a lot of little things are starting to come together, I think, for the Bengals. And by the way, with all the injuries too, they could have easily gone the other way. Right. Yeah, like totally. when Chase goes down, Chidi Awuzie, your top corner goes down. A lot of things like, you know, kind of working against them. You could have seen them go the other way. And you know what? They've been tough. They've been scrappy. So I, I think you got to give credit to the makeup of the team. I think T and I think uh, obviously Burrow, super professional about everything. But the coaching staff, too. You got to give the coaching staff a little bit of credit. credit. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. For getting these guys coached up and moving in the right direction. Okay. Um, our time is running short, man. We got to get Matt out of here, man. But uh, but I tell you what, another great show. We're going to hear from you guys again uh, over the next couple of days, man. I tell you what, if you guys got questions that you want us to answer on the show, obviously join the Discord. 
find us on Twitter. And, and I'll tell you what, man, leave a, a review for the show as well. That would help us out considerably. If you could just review, leave us a five-star rating, man. Like these kind of, these little, little things help the podcast grow uh, a lot. So if you guys could do that for us, man, that would be awesome. And of course, as always, go check out the website, receptionperception.com. All right, for Matt Harmon, I am James Coe. We'll see you.